I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's 4th of June 2021, and welcome to this week's Surpass Community Weekly Update. Uh, in this episode, we have got a Surpass Feature Update. We had a pre-release webinar yesterday. Kat and Ashley will tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, Tim has uh, caught up with Jared Dyer. Uh, we're going to listen into their conversation, as well as the usual community news, events, and jobs. Uh, my name is Barry Porter. I'm uh, part of the Surpass team. I'm based here in North America. And uh, I'm stepping in for Tim today. He's having a well-deserved break. Uh, today is the 4th of June. It's Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. And in this week's Surpass Weekly Update, uh, I just want to remind you that we've got the Surpass Conference. Uh, that's later on in the year, 4th to the 8th of October. Um, so if you're interested in finding out more, go to conference.surpass.com. You can find out a little bit more about what happened last year and previous conferences, as well as what you can expect in this year's event. Next up, we've got the Surpass feature update. Uh, I joined Ashley and Kat, who do a wonderful job at yesterday's pre-release webinar. There was other members of the Surpass community there. And they're going to talk a little bit about one of the features, which is the end of test feedback. So let's listen into that. So you can now show test feedback in HTML tests. Again, I'll show you a demonstration with the different options, how you can set that up and how that will be displayed in candidate delivery. Test feedback can be configured at a test form level within test creation. Go to the test form details tab and select your settings on the right hand panel. First, I'll demonstrate what the candidate will see when the summary feedback option is selected. When the candidate has finished their test, they'll be able to see a summary of the questions that they have answered. They will see the percentage and their results. And then they'll see a summary by question. They can see how many marks were awarded for each question. And the key at the bottom tells them whether this was correct, incorrect or a partial mark. However, they will not be able to click on any of these questions to review the answers. In the next example, I'm going to select summary feedback and review answers. When a candidate finishes their test, they'll now be able to click on each of the questions in the test to review them. This will look very similar as they will see their percentage and their result and each of the questions below. But this time they'll be able to click on the question and see which answer option they selected as well as whether or not this was correct or incorrect. If they chose the incorrect answer, they will not see which was the correct answer for that question. Any unattempted questions will show a blank line as shown in the key. The last example will have a human marked item in the test. I'll also show you what it looks like when the show candidate details option is selected.
If there is a human marked question, like an essay question, this will not be able to be marked instantly. You can see here the candidate details at the top. The candidate will see that their test will be marked and the results will be made available to them and the result will show pending. They'll still have a summary by question so they can see how they did in each of the computer marked questions and click on these to review them. For any human marked questions, they will display the I icon and the candidates will be able to click on this to review their answer, but they won't be able to edit anything. Thanks for that, Kat. I can imagine that feature being really useful for those who deliver HTML tests. Um, I've got a couple of questions though. <laughs> Why is this beneficial for candidates? So the candidates get instant results and that means that they don't have to wait for the results to be shared with them. Especially for formative tests, it can be really beneficial to get that feedback straight away whilst the test is still fresh in their heads. Yeah, you're right. I agree. It would be better to get that feedback um, straight away. What about the what about our surpass users then? What problem is this solving for awarding organisations? So there's a few things here. Um, first of all, it's helping to move away from flash-based tests as more and more functionality is available for HTML tests. And it can be really useful, as I've said before, for more kind of formative learning type of tests because candidates can get that feedback and use that to prepare for their final assessment. And finally, it can save time afterwards. So rather than a surpass user having to manually generate a results report and send that over to the candidate, candidates will just see that automatically as soon as they finish their test. Yeah, and for computer mark tests, that could save a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. Can we expect any more developments in this area? Yep, so in an upcoming release, you'll be able to break down these results by individual learning outcomes and you can also give candidates the option to print that summary for reference if they want to use it later on. Thank you, Ashley and Kat. Uh, if you did miss that webinar, then you can just go to spars.com forward slash webinars. You'll find that one and all our previous webinars available there. Uh, just a reminder, we've got our next webinar coming up. So this is this is a healthcare examination one. You recall that we did one for in the accountancy space. So we had uh, a couple of our customers joining Jim for discussion panel, uh, panel discussion. Uh, next one is healthcare. So that's going to be on the 6th of July. Uh, so we've got, uh, I think we've got a full panel lined up there. So I believe we've got AN, NBCC, NBME, uh, RCPCH, RP, RCPOTH, um, to name a few. Mm -hmm. So they'll be joining Jim and uh, you can look forward to that. If you wish to sign up for that, then you just go to surpass.com forward slash sign up. Next, uh, we have the, the value of testing with Jarrett Dye. He's co-creator of Value of Testing Group. Uh, Tim caught up with him recently and let's listen in to what they've been talking about. Hi Jarrett, how you doing? Good, Tim, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Are you keeping well? Uh, I am, thank you. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting time. How about yourself? Yeah, very well, very well at the moment. Just uh, hanging in there, I think, just about. Um, so you're co-curator of the Value of Testing uh, LinkedIn group. Um, do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself and tell us about the group? 
Okay, thank you very much. Uh, again, my name is Jared Dyer. Thank you for the lovely name tag on there. Um, so I've been I've been a, a test administrator um, at a local community college almost about 20 years now. And so um, going forward, uh, really seeing the impact that testing had on, on the industry itself, on our students and on the community, um, it, it really struck us that a lot of times we were having like these great internal conversations like you and I would meet at a conference and be like, wow, I had this, this candidate or I had this student and it's amazing. And, and then we would leave that kind of environment and we would go back and talk to uh, a dean or talk to a you know, high school principal. And, and I felt like testing had, uh, as I'm sure many of us did, it's like 50-50, right? Some people uh, really understood the value of it. Maybe they had uh, a student or a, a son or daughter that got into college on a, a, a just a fantastic college admissions test or something like that. Uh, but then there was always the detractor, right? There was always a parent that just said, you know, this, this my, my, my son or daughter is a horrible test taker. Um, and and it was it was very polarizing, um, and so we we wanted to be able to uh, have kind of a platform where people could share the positives in a way that could influence those outside of the industry who weren't seeing the positives every day. And and a lot of great work had been done uh, prior to this. I know the Association of Test Publishers um, had a site up and running and had some great resources, um, and that led to actually a panel discussion at an ATP conference, I wanna say that it was uh, late 2017. Um, and we were just, we were discussing it, everybody in the room, you know, you could feel that rhythm. People are like, yeah, testing's great. And then we stopped and we, we kind of looked around, we were like, I think we need to challenge ourselves to mm -hmm. look outside and, you know, just tr one conversation a week or something of that nature to try to, to pivot this when we hear some negativity, because there are, there's great things about testing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not perfect. Um, and, and I think we'll get to that with our, our latest post in a minute. Uh, but we we kind of sat down. And so that committee, right, that panel at that ATP conference are actually uh, the full curators of the value of testing group. Um, Nikki Etchell and, and I uh, are the co-curators and have been have been moving forward um, with with some great distances and then some lags as things go, especially in the last about yeah. 13 or 14 months. So now hoping really to re invigorate this whole conversation as uh, the world slowly comes out of this pandemic. Yeah, well, and I, th I think I, I've contributed as well over, mm -hmm. over time, haven't I? And um, I see huge value because I think sometimes people, and I think um, uh, Rachel kind of uh, talks about this, people look at assessment and think, look at the negatives around it, that, you know, look at the stress, but they don't necessarily see all the positive aspects that, that come out from it and I think it's, mm -hmm. it's it's an important aspect to get across isn't it um we've got a, just a clip here because it's a LinkedIn group isn't it and yeah. articles are posted up by people so this is Rachel's uh, latest post there she gives a bit of uh, history but she's talking about standardization and um yeah the value of it and using a couple of comparisons and uh, drawing on some great resources there as well as part of the presentation and it's interesting she talks about one of the uh, probably one of the most significant things we've seen recently because i know you've had the kind of COVID and admissions test scandals and things like mm -hmm. that but the there was the um uh, uh pakistani kind of pilots who uh, had been cheating on their assessments and mm -hmm. that really came through as part of a crash didn't it just mm -hmm. yeah you know, that was one thing that stood out so there's obviously some great value in there what what would you say is one of the kind of big values of of, of testing what would you personally kind of talk to about that 
Well, and, and I, I think Rachel hit on a, a very good point in her, her uh, last article. I often like to start the conversation because it's usually an all or nothing conversation. I think we've all been there, right? So it's either uh, placement testing has to go completely away, not a, a mixed modality or something like that, uh, or a mixed measure, right? Um, and, and I often remind people being from outside of Chicago in the United States that one, one of the, the biggest issues that we had going all the way back to the World's Fair here in Chicago was when we had unlicensed plumbers working on the water supply and people died. Uh, a lot of people got sick and, and it, it starts kind of at that level. Like, I mean, when testing goes wrong, it has implications um, of these larger issues, right? People, people do die. Yeah. Um, and in those areas, when you talk about, you know, a lot of the, the medical boards, um, hygienists boards, you know, people can get very, very sick if that goes wrong. So uh, I, I think that's often where I, I talk, and I, I try to look, uh, you know, speak globally to this. I'll never forget, I was with a guide uh, in another country. And we started talking about what we did. Uh, you're showing me around uh, his city. And he had mentioned that his wife had died. Um, and and they pretty sure uh, his words that she had contracted something by going to the dentist and frankly he shrugged his shoulder and he said you know it happens um, and in you know it always left me it, yes it does happen but I think in in some cult we just we find it somewhat unacceptable right could you yeah. imagine going to get your teeth cleaned and and you had a potential risk and so for these reasons we hold these standards we hold um, you know, the, these assessments at such a high level and everything kind of follows suit. If you start throwing away, you know, just basic assessments, um, what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think Rachel kind of, she talks about that, well, you know, standardization as well, because she just go into a lot of detail about the idea of standardization and the importance of it. But she kind of acknowledges that it does have its, its, its flaws, but it's within everyone's kind of, um, it's beneficial to everyone really to work together and, and prove it as a measurement tool, isn't it? So it's, I think this and other articles and, and posts like this really do help people, I suppose, carry the message to their their colleagues, their organizations about why it should be done, why it should be done properly as yeah. well. Because yep. um, I think that's half the, the challenge that we have within this industry is that sometimes we just don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, as well as we can do in some areas. So, uh, mm -hmm. well, you know, I hope the future is looking bright for the, the group. Is it? Have you got more articles lined up? Uh, we hope to have a couple. Um, I, I can't release them yet because the, the the ink hasn't dried yet, if you will. But I, I do. I want to say a couple of things. Uh, one, I think it, it's going to be very important to carry this conversation forward, especially um, as e-proctoring post-pandemic. Um, there's lots of conversation, lots of pushback. There's some great yeah. news just coming out this week. Um, but, but a lot of that had been so negative, I'm hoping to hear more positive. Uh, but just to follow up, Tim, it is a LinkedIn group. And as you know, LinkedIn requires that all members uh, uh, join. And so please feel free to send me a request on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to add you to the group. Uh, and also, if you have a contribution, if any of the listeners have a contribution as to how testing has impacted them, uh, we'd love to, to look at those and, and see what can be posted. So thank you. Yeah, excellent. And I'll, I'll put a link in the uh, uh, the output as well in the, in the comments as well so people can see where they can find your group and uh, request to join. So that's brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank, thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, much appreciated. It's great talking to you, and I'll, we'll speak to you soon. Okay. See you later. Bye-bye. 
thank you, Jarrett, for joining Tim there. As you said, uh, it is a LinkedIn group. Uh, you can go on there. You can find the value of testing. Uh, send that request through to, J uh, to Jarrett, and he will add you in. Um, next up, we've got some event news. So ATP 2021. So that took place at the end of April. Um, they're producing a digital pass. So you can already buy that now. So you can go to innovationsintesting.org. Uh, you can buy a digital pass. It was a great uh, a conference, virtual conference. Uh, covers three days, loads of uh, keynote pre presentations um, and discussion. Um, so you can go to that website for that. Uh, alternatively, you can win a digital pass through BTL Surpass. Um, so all you need to do is register for the Surpass community by the 9th of June, which is next Wednesday. And you do that by going to surpass.com forward slash follow. Other event news, International E-Assessment Conference and Awards. Uh, that's going to be announced via webinar. So you've got four consecutive Tuesday events, uh, four different topics, and four sets of awards being given out. And uh, that's um, 3 till 5 British summertime or 10 till 12 Eastern time. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, then you can just go to e-assessment.com forward slash conference. Other events, uh, pop topics. Um, that's been running for a while now. That's probably the that's the brainchild of Manny Strahl. Uh, this one, we've got the conversation with Liberty Munson. You remember Liberty spoke at the Surpass Conference last year. It's always insightful. It's always a refreshing uh, conversation when you listen to, to Liberty. Uh, there's no obstacle too big. Uh, she's more interested in what's possible. Um, so check that one out. That's going to be on the 7th of June. And I believe that the URL is pop topics.com so you can just go over to there and sign yourself up um next one conference on test security there's a call out for papers uh, that deadline is the first of july and then that's conference on test uh, the conference themselves i think there's three events later on in the year, october november december time so check that out um eatp european association of test publishers uh, atp's younger brother or sister uh, that's a virtual conference this year 27th to 29th of september always a great event so do check that out as well uh, for any information about any of the events i've just talked about then you can just go to surpass.com forward slash events final thing just to share just some community news events and jobs um just a few things that uh, took my eyes looking through the social media feeds uh, just a, a sort of shameless plug for ourselves. So we're expanding our um, business development team here in the US as we continue to grow. So if you're interested in joining that team, then do get in touch, uh, perhaps get in touch with uh, myself or any of the, the US team. We'll put you in the right direction. Uh, Examity, they're looking for more online proctors. Um, so Examity continues to grow uh, as an organization. They're looking for additional proctors just due to the demand. Um, our very own Tim Burnett, He's actually the chair of the Assessment Association Conference, um, so that's his second one this year. And he just references some of the um, the speakers, the keynotes and present, you know, uh, presenters there. So um, do check out Tim's feed on LinkedIn. And work crediting. I just spotted this. I haven't actually looked into you know, a huge detail, but I just noticed they're going to be doing some coffee morning sort of um, uh, almost like TV shows. Uh, so again, it's more about the quality of credential, credentialing trends, and uh, there's an episode available to watch, which I'll be doing later on today. I think that pretty much wraps it up. I hope I've retained Tim, some you know, Tim's audience. I haven't done too bad a job. I've got a production team behind this, so thank you to them. Um, it's Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you're in the UK, Europe, uh, enjoy your happy hour for North America and uh, this side of the water. 
uh, final push. Have a restful weekend. I'll see you again soon. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.